Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So we know the bailouts have arrived, but what are the details? How are these bailouts going to work? Are the taxpayers going to be on the hook? And what does this mean for moral hazard moving forward? What are the banksters going to do now, knowing that the Fed has set up this brand new facility to basically bail them out? Is their risk management department going to turn into some sort of YOLO strategy, <laughs> which I think is probably the end game here? Let's shoot over to the Fed's website and get the specific details, and we'll try to connect some dots. So this press release, March 12th, Federal Reserve Board announces it will make available additional funding to eligible depository institutions, i.e. banks, to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of their depositors. Okay, that sounds all fine and dandy until you actually think through the second and third order effects. Get to that in a moment. To support American businesses and households. You know, I love these press releases by the Federal Reserve because they always start off by saying, you know, something that is inspiring, you know, to, to help businesses and households. They did this during the Cerveza sickness when they were setting up all those like MILF facilities that we're doing this to support lending and banking in the American economy. Go USA. <laughs> it's always, it always start with something just totally cheesy and ridiculous like that. The action will bolster the capacity of the banking system to safeguard deposits and ensure, and again, as Milton Friedman has taught us over and over and over again, Ron Paul, throw him in there as well. Dr. Thomas Sowell, that the results of a specific government policy or central planning policy very, very rarely equal the initial intentions. In fact, the results are usually the opposite of the intentions. And I like how they say this as though the results are just assumed that, oh, well, of course this is going to happen. This action will, not might, but will bolster the capacity of the banking system to safeguard deposits and ensure the ongoing provisions of money and credit to the economy. Okay, great. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt for a moment. That's the benefit. What is the cost? Oh, look, a squirrel. <laughs> That's kind of how this works. You got to sweep that one under the rug and just hope that nobody asks those questions. But that's what the Rebel Capitalist Channel is here to do. The Federal Reserve is prepared to address any liquidity pressures that may arise. The additional funding will be made available through the creation of the BTFP, Banking Term Funding Program offering loans of up to one year in length to banks, savings associations, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions pledging U.S. securities, mortgage-backed securities, and other toxic sludge. I just added that last part in there. <laughs> they said other qualifying assets as collateral. I mean, this is just, it's, it's QE at the end of the day. That's what this is. What did they do in 2009? They bought all the toxic garbage mortgage-backed securities off the banks and gave them bank reserves. Okay, so they called that QE. They're calling this BTFP. The net result is still the same. You give me your garbage collateral and I'll give you bank reserves. Now they may be setting up as a loan and it's one year in length. And at the end of the day, it's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same garbage. It's all the same BS. It's all the same ruse. Drives me mad. This, this stuff really pisses me off. Like on a personal level, I get pissed at this stuff. It's hard to even talk about it because my blood pressure just goes to the roof. Like, have we not learned from 2008? Has 2020 taught us nothing, zero, about moral hazard? Like, really, all the PPP, all the stimmy checks, 
all the MILF programs, bailing out the corporate bond market, that taught us nothing. Like with all those bailouts, do you really think that we would have an issue with Silicon Valley Bank? Answer, no, we wouldn't. So it just goes back to the old school stuff here. This is not rocket science. It just goes straight back to, to Hazlitt, economics in, what is it, economics in one lesson? Yeah, where he talks about the seen and the unseen. Here, what we see here is all of the economy the way it is. But what we don't see is what it would have been if not for the bailouts. Josh is telling me that the, that they just put out a press release saying that this is not a bailout. No, they did that last night. That That's old news. But it's just like what Jerome Powell did in September of 2019. Remember when they bailed out the repo market and he did that by doing what? Oh, that's right. By buying treasuries <laughs> and replacing them with bank reserves, which is QE. Yeah. But remember back then he said, oh, 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 whatever you do, don't call this QE because we're not buying along into the curve. We're just buying T-bills and that's okay. That doesn't really qualify. And then two weeks later, what's he doing? He's selling all the T-bills that he bought like a moron because that's pristine collateral. And he's buying the long end of the curve, going right back to QE infinity. And that's exactly what this is. Just more and more of the same nonsense, just wrapped in a different package, just to dupe the average Joe and Jane that aren't paying attention. After receiving recommendation from the board of FDIC and everyone's favorite Janet Yellen, after consultation with the president, approved actions to enable the FDIC to compete complete its resolution of Silicon Valley Bank and signature in the matter. So here's the bottom line. I get too pissed off to read the rest of this garbage. What they did is they set up a facility. They told all the banks out there that, hey, whatever you have, whatever collateral you have, assuming that it's part of the group of toxic sludge that they outlined, you can give it to us and we'll give you a hundred cents on the dollar. So if you buy a treasury, like a dumbass at 1% without hedging it, and the interest rate goes up to 5%, so you take a 20% haircut on that treasury, instead of having to pay the price of being a dumbass, now you can take that treasury, give it to the Fed, and they give you a hundred cents on the dollar. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So what is that? That would be a call option. <laughs> That's what it is. Because if you lose, it's like it's like flipping a coin. Heads, I win. And tails, oh, I win. Wouldn't you know it? That's what we've done here. This is a free call option. So if you're a bank and you buy an asset at, let's say, for 100 bucks, if it goes up in price, well, you win. You keep it on your balance sheet. And if it goes down in price... No problem. 
Just sell it to the Fed for exactly what you paid for it. Heads, you win. Tails, you break even. That's probably a better way to say it. We've turned the entire banking system now into a YOLO trade, into the options market. So all of those people that were just baffling to you, that were just taking their stimmy checks and going out in the market and buying call options on Tesla, on GameStop, on AMC, you know, like the Wall Street bets. We've basically turned the banking system now into Wall Street bets. Congratulations, Federal Reserve. Good job, Janet Yellen. There you go. So I'm. A, does this put a temporary Band-Aid over it? Sure. But now let's think about the long run. What does this do? Uh, is this going to be the last Silicon Valley bank? Absolutely not. Now, should there be much more systemic risk? No. But what we're doing is we're just making the system infinitely more fragile than it already is by incentivizing the banksters to basically turn into Wall Street bets. To <laughs> What's their logo? Like some sort of ape or something like that? Or no, it's that little like that little guy with the sunglasses with like the, the, the money. That's going to be the logo for all the banks. I'll bet you. What, what, just watch. In 2024, like Wells Fargo and Bank of America and all these banks are going to come out with a brand new logo. And it's going to be the Wall Street Bets logo. That That's how insane this is. Now, it gets even more ridiculous. Oh, but wait, there is more. <laughs> this is not the only press release oh, that will crank your blood pressure up for the day. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've got another press release. A joint statement by the Treasury, Federal Reserve. So that's just bailing out all the banks other than Silicon Valley or whatever. They were just, they're the collateral damage here. They're the roadkill, but all the other banks, you know, still survive and and now are, are turned into millennials with stimmy checks that are just making YOLO trades, buying call options. But now let's get into the depositors. The following statement was released by Janet Yellen herself today. We're taking decisive action. Sounds powerful. Thank goodness. Because if they just took action, well, boy, they might not be in time. But since they're taking decisive action, that means they mean business. To protect the U.S. economy by strengthening public confidence in our banking system, blah, 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 blah. Basically, anyone, everybody's insured. Everybody, everyone gets a participation trophy. Even if you put money in a bank, you could have $100 million in a bank. And if you were completely oblivious to FDIC, you didn't even know what it meant, you were completely clueless, and you just put it in the most risky bank possible, just saying, hey, it's a bank, that doesn't matter, then we're just going to make you whole. So no matter how stupid you were, no matter how many mistakes you made, here you go, we're going to make you whole. No accountability, no responsibility for making bad decisions. This is the way of the world now. It's the participation trophy financial system that we're dealing with. So, and, and why does this upset me so much? L let's go into that. Because th this is just the first step on the road to a central bank digital currency. Because this is what they're going to start saying is, well, listen, why does the FDIC only insure 250? Why not insure infinity? The Fed's got an infinite balance sheet. The government can print their own money. Remember MMT? The government's a currency issuer, not a currency user. So why aren't we leveraging the power of the printing press? Why aren't we leveraging the fact that we can just print up currency units, funny money, fugazis? And if we can do that, then why is there any risk in the banking system at all? This is just antiquated. Haven't we evolved since our cavemen days? The free market's dead. We don't want that anymore. We want to go back to the genius of central planning. And then nobody can suffer losses. Then no one has to pay the price for being a dumbass. Everyone can be idiots and then just still get rich. And then we just print the difference. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, and obviously I'm using that money term, uh, that money printing term loosely. You guys know that from watching my videos. You know that once we get to the nuance, uh, there's a little more to it than that. But I'm using that just using those broad terms here. But that's basically what they're saying here. And why that's dangerous is because if there's infinite insurance, FDIC, then we say, well, why are we even have FDIC? They're just a middleman. Why don't we just take all the deposits and move them onto the Fed's balance sheet? Fed can't go bust. So why do we even have deposits with a banking system or with a bank that can go out of business? Why don't we just put that with the one bank that can never go out of business? I mean, you can see it's it's an easy selling. It's an easy sales pitch. And you can see all these people on, on the, the Fed board and you can see them going on CNBC and you can see them making this sales pitch over and over and over. And you can probably see your friend and family member, Fred, saying, oh, yeah, well, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would like to never have to be worried about my cash anymore. If I'm a business, yeah, why why do I want to worry about my my cash position? Why do I want to worry about my working capital? Yeah, sure. I want an account with the Fed. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, go Fed. That means a central bank digital currency. Oh, well, who cares? Who cares? Just dollars anyway. Oh, that means big brother. That means 1984. That means basically we just go straight from 2023 right into 1984. Oh, no problem. No problem. 1984 is a great year. And who cares if the Fed's got all this data? If the, if the central planners, big brother, they watch everything you do and have record of every single one of your transactions. And who cares if they give you some sort of social score or carbon score? If you're not doing anything wrong, then you got nothing to worry about. This is going to be the narrative. Just, just you wait and see. This is just the beginning. This is, we were already on the path to the central bank digital currency, but this takes us 50% closer to the inevitable end game. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. Back in the good old days when the free market meant businesses could actually fail and people and entities would actually have to pay the price for making bad decisions. Let's make free market capitalism great again. We'll see you in the next video.